On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, January 14th, Ian Cameron in the captain's chair flying solo today. On this Friday edition of the show, we'll have... Uh, Andrew and probably Alex back with us tomorrow. Uh, Jimmy in a meeting right now. So yours truly taking you through a a Friday show with three games tonight in NHL action. But uh, before we get to uh, tonight, let's look back on last night, a crazy night in the NHL in terms of some multiple stunning results that took place last night. It was a night for some big underdogs in the NHL last night. Start with Columbus, man. What a thoroughly impressive and rather stunning beatdown handed out to the Carolina Hurricanes last night. 6 nothing Columbus uh, in that game last night over Carolina. They end up getting the money there in that game as massive underdogs in the plus 245, plus 250 range is what you could have gotten uh, with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Um, wow, impressive dominant uh, pretty much from start to finish not a great night for freddie anderson and net probably one of his worst nights and look the returning elvis merzlikens in net for the uh, jackets last night wasn't sure he'd be back he was and what a return for him 31 save shutout uh, over carolina i did say yesterday you know columbus they're probably going to bring something in this game something fierce because they played carolina just a few weeks ago and they had carolina on the ropes in that game up four nothing we know what happened after that. Seven unanswered goals for the Hurricanes. They end up winning that game 7-4 to four, uh, a few weeks ago. And, you know, I said, you know, it's Columbus is probably going to remember that game and play like it. And certainly they did. I didn't expect necessarily 6 nothing, But there are a couple of these, you know, spot situations where you have to remind yourself, this is the National Hockey League. These are still professional teams. And any given night, any team can win. This is a good time. Last night, I should say, with some of the results we saw, it's a good time to just have that reminder to everybody that these kind of things can happen, especially when you've got teams in maybe vulnerable spots. You know, Carolina just played Florida, you know, a heated divisional rival, a team they're battling with for first, and now they're playing a little old Columbus Blue Jackets team that, you know, they came back to beat. They clearly, you know, didn't have their best. Columbus did trying to avenge that defeat where they gave up seven unanswered and they played one of their better games in a long time. 
So from a spot perspective, I understand why the Jackets, you know, you could have said they would be a little bit more uh, locked in, I guess you could say, for that game. And boy, were they ever. And then the other game that stands out is Buffalo and Nashville. Um, again, Buffalo has been so poor and their goaltending, we were so concerned about it going into last night with Aaron Dell, who coincidentally played one of his best games in ages for the Sabres, leading them to that 4-1 win. But that was not a great spot for Nashville last night. They just came off the big win against Colorado. They've played good hockey lately. They fall into that lethargic sleepwalk, you know, fat and happy kind of mindset, playing lowly Buffalo at home uh, after who they had just played. And you could see it was just Nashville just falling asleep last night. That was a very, very uh, weak game from their standpoint compared to what has happened in the past. And it's just, again, a great time to uh, – I, I did call Columbus Cheshire Cat. Too bad I didn't bet it <laughs> because, you know, I did say, I mean, Columbus I thought was going to bring a solid effort. But did I bet Columbus? No. Unfortunately, the one big dog I did bet last night lost, and that was Vancouver. Uh, 4-2 against uh, Tampa Bay. But, you know, the Predators, definitely not a great performance for them. Give Dell credit. Dell was good. Buffalo got bolstered by the return of some key players, including Alex Tuck, uh, who returned to the lineup from the COVID list last night. So uh, definitely uh, was uh, a bunch of surprising results. That the, Those were definitely two of them uh, in that game uh, for uh, the Sabres and the Jackets, both uh, big dogs winning. Buffalo, by the way, was almost plus 300. Wow. If you took that price with Buffalo, what a price tag that was uh, on them last night. We did have the over in the Vancouver. Like For me, it was not a great betting night. It was like that for everybody. And that's uh, that's what I've realized about last night. It's that it's not only one or two people that kind of had a rough night, kind of got their ass kicked. Uh, I think the majority of people did uh, last night. And I'll say this right now. When you have a night like last night, where I think I lost every total, other than Vancouver, Tampa, I lost pretty much every total uh, that I took last night. Um, when you're going to have a night in the NHL that ends up going, uh, let me just see here, six, seven, eight. You have a night that goes eight, two, and one to the uh, under, which is what last night was in the 11 games, eight, two, and one to the under. When you have a night like that in the NHL, it's not going to be a good night for yours truly when it comes to betting totals. I'll tell you that right now. As someone that's predominantly uh, an overbetter uh, in the uh, in, across all sports, not just hockey, uh, but it was one of those nights too. I mean, we were wondering: is there going to be a leveling off? Period. Is there going to be a night where just all of a sudden we see some, you know, regression or some slowdown in the number of goals that we've seen league wide since, especially since the Christmas break, where it's just been goal fests left and right, essentially. And last night was one of those nights. Again, 8-2-1 and one to the under uh, in the 11 games that were played uh, last night. Um, I'm actually fortunate that my best bet pushed. You know, I'll take it on a night like last night, which was Columbus, Carolina. I didn't necessarily expect Columbus to do all the scoring uh, for the over six to end up pushing for me with the uh, Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes. But it is what it is in that 6 nothing game. The Islanders came back, beat the Devils 3-2 from their little respite. Tuka Rask, a winner in his return to the Boston Bruins in his season debut, his first start. Uh, they beat Philadelphia 3-2 uh, last night. St. Louis, not pretty, but give them credit. Squeaked out a 2-1 win against Seattle. Shorthanded Blues team last night. We mentioned yesterday, uh, no Tarasenko, no Shen. 
multiple key forwards, no Perron, multiple key forwards out for them, no Colton Pareko on the blue line, uh, and they still found a way to get the victory last night against Seattle. Winnipeg shutting out Detroit by a score of 3 nothing last night. That was one of my winners on, from a side perspective. I took the Jets. I thought that line was cheap, minus 115, minus 120. Uh, and they shut out the Detroit Red Wings, obviously a Jets team that knows that they wanted to play a whole lot better than the last time they took the ice and they got buried 7-1 by Colorado. Definitely a much better performance last night from the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we mentioned Buffalo with the upset win. Chicago, 3-2. They had to review the uh, game-winning goal by Philip Kurashev twice uh, in that game for uh, interference and then, of course, for offside. But the goal stands and the Blackhawks end up getting the 3-2 win against uh, Montreal. Ottawa with a 4-1 win against Calgary. Calgary was totally, totally inept last night. That was a brutal game for the Calgary Flames. And look, Ottawa was off for a long period of time. So was Calgary. They were off for a week. But you would think after getting swept in that three-game litmus test, as I like to call it, uh, against Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina, remember, uh, Calgary got swept on that road trip. Uh, a chance to face three of the best teams in the NHL consecutively on the road, the Lightning, the Panthers, and the Hurricanes, and they got completely and utterly, um, you know, buried in that game. Uh, so in the, on that road trip, rather. And then to come back home against Ottawa, you know, you would think after losing all those three games on the road, it's time to respond and play better and uh, get back in the win column. And that was just all out. Ottawa had the better effort. Ottawa was winning puck battles all over the ice. Ottawa was the more physical team. Ottawa was getting to the front of the net more. There was just a lot more, you know, effort in, in, in the Ottawa Senators last night compared to the Calgary Flames. They were winning all the battles all over the ice. And if you're Daryl Sutter and you're the Flames now, that's four losses in a row. It's a terrible performance last night. Um, where on earth is this... Um, urgency last night where was it from the calgary flames it was just stunning to see them play that poorly and we've got to start getting concerned a little bit too about the play of uh, jacob markstrom in that yet another game where he's given up four goals or more which has been a common occurrence and a common theme uh, for the calgary flames since the christmas break so that was a very poor effort another big dog there last night with ottawa plus 240 uh, on the money line getting the job done Kings weren't as big a dog. They were actually a very small dog in comparison, plus 130. But they get the win against the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-2 to two with a 4-1 to one outburst uh, in the third period leading the way. And the New York Rangers shutting out the San Jose Sharks 3-0. Igor Shosturkin did end up returning for the Rangers and started in that game. And boy, was he magnificent. 37 save shutout for Shosturkin. Uh, and I laid the... Uh, Road favorite pro, uh, price there with the Rangers. It was a modest number, uh, minus 125 to minus 130. Uh, and the Rangers ended up getting it done and 3 uh, nothing shutout victory for them last night over the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, two goals by uh, Chris Kreider, including uh, an empty netter. Uh, and also Braden Schneider, uh, the defenseman uh, in his NHL uh, debut, I believe, for the New York Rangers. First uh, round, 19th overall pick of the Rangers in the 2020 NHL draft, Braden Schneider gets uh, his first goal in his first game with the Rangers uh, as well last night. So well done, Braden Schneider, for the uh, New York Rangers. Cool to see that, right? First NHL game, uh, and you end up getting uh, your first NHL goal uh, as well. All right, that's the Thursday card. Let's go to Friday 
Uh, we've got three games. We'll start with Dallas and Florida. Florida Panthers minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, this is a pass for me. I'll just say it right away. Um, Florida's, uh, there's, I'm not going against the Panthers at the moment. They're playing terrific hockey. We uh, know that. They have been outstanding. They have been filling up the, uh, uh, the net. Uh, from a goal scoring standpoint, you look at it, they have scored five, four, five, six, five, nine, four uh, in the uh, seven games they played since the uh, Christmas break. And all seven have gone over the total. But it's six and a half, and Dallas on the road has not been scoring. Uh, and that is the issue here for me going into this game tonight. You got you got a six and a half out there, and I get it. For with Florida, that total is warranted right now, six and a half. But when it comes to the Dallas Stars, and you look at their uh, recent road form. They've gone under in four straight uh, road games uh, heading into this one here against the uh, Florida Panthers. They have not been able to get much offense going on the road. They're averaging just uh, two goals per game this season uh, away from Dallas, uh, which isn't very uh, good by any stretch of the imagination. Dallas has struggled all season on the road, 4-11 uh, on the road uh, entering this game. If only they could just find a way to take what they do at home with them on the road, but they have not been able to do that. The uh, Dallas stars, uh, the road record continues to be porous for them. Uh, that remains a concern. That's exactly why I can't back them here. Even getting a big price against the uh, Florida Panthers in this one. We've got a Florida team. That's just rolling at the moment. Uh, we've got Jake Ottinger, by the way, in net for Dallas confirmed for this game. And he's played well lately for the Dallas stars. There's no denying that whatsoever. Uh, he's been solid. He's given them a chance to win most nights. He'll be starting in net tonight for the Stars. Sergey Bobrovsky, of course, will be in the net, in net for the uh, uh, Florida Panthers. Ottinger has a 2.2 goals against average, 9.23 save percentage. He's won four consecutive starts uh, and only allowed 11 goals on 100 shots, which is a very impressive during that run. But boy, is he ever going to be tested here by Florida? So, you know, the Ottinger run versus this Florida offense, something's got to give here. Uh, in this matchup between the uh, Panthers and the Stars tonight, um, when you look at this uh, particular game here tonight uh, between these two teams. So it's a pass for me just all around. I think Florida's probably going to win, but I'm not going to lay minus 210 in that price range. Total six and a half. Florida's a dead nuts over. Dallas is a dead nuts under, especially on the road they are. So it's not exactly a game that I'm going to get involved in. Now, Dallas-Florida games, the last two, I believe, uh, have gone over the total, including the game just eight days ago in Dallas. It was 6-5. But remember, that 6-5 game, Dallas was coming off the long pause, the long layoff. It's been one of those betting situations. It's been very good uh, since the Christmas break as the overs involving teams that have had a big break in the action. Uh, so keep that in mind. So uh, that's why I'm going to stay off the total. Different situation here, both teams in regular playing rhythm. And now you're seeing 6.5. Uh, again, with Florida at home, I get the total being that. Dallas on the road, though. Might be a bit high, so that's why side and total. I, I I'm basically torn in both ways in those two regards with this game. So staying off the Stars and the Panthers. Anaheim, Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus one seventy home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Minnesota Wild eleven and four at home this year. We know how strong they've been on their home ice. They have bounced back with two straight wins against Boston and Washington, following a five game losing streak. Coming into this one, uh, they have been off now for uh, five days uh, coming into this matchup tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, from all indications, they've had a chance to try to get healthier. They've had a chance to get some practice going, which I think is probably going to be a good thing for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, you know, the time off 
uh, since that last game against Washington, which took place on Saturday, has just definitely given them an opportunity to get healthier going into this game tonight uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, we're looking at Kabril Kaprizov. It looks like being able, uh, potentially able to play tonight. We'll see. Yes, it looks like he's going to be able to return uh, from injury tonight. Uh, Joel Erickson, I believe, is still going to be out uh, for uh, the Minnesota Wild. He will miss this game. He just went into COVID protocol, but Kaprizov will play. And, of course, we remember he got uh, injured just recently in that game against the Boston Bruins. So to see him come back pretty quickly uh, is a good sign moving forward for the Wild. Uh, it looks like uh, y- y- uh, Jonas Brodeen uh, is going to be out for a period of time as well. Spurgeon still out on the blue line, but obviously having Kaprizov uh, back significant for the Wild. Kapokakinen will remain in net tonight for them as Cam Talbot uh, remains out as well for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Anthony Stolarz will be in net for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And all of a sudden, massive uh, sup- uh, news that all that the uh, Troy Terry uh, is now in COVID-19 protocol for the Anaheim Ducks. Just entered it this morning. He'll miss at least two games for the Anaheim Ducks, including this game tonight against the Minnesota Wilds. So uh, that is definitely a massive absence for the uh, Ducks, considering just a great season that he's had. 22 goals, 14 assists in 38 games. You know, basically almost a point-per-game player this year, uh, Troy Terry, with those 36 points in 38 games played. So uh, absolutely that he will be missed here tonight against the uh, Minnesota Wild. I like Minnesota in regulation here. They're eleven and four at home. Anaheim's just seven and uh, ten uh, on the road this year uh, overall. So, and Minnesota to me is just a, you know a, I think getting healthier a little bit, at least getting Kaprizov back. They've been just absolutely outstanding at home this year. Uh, you look at head to head against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They've won nine straight meetings uh, between these two teams. Anaheim is one and eleven uh, in the last eleven against Minnesota, and zero and nine in the last nine head-to-head meetings against Minnesota. So you talk about a team that has had absolutely no success and no uh, luck whatsoever against Minnesota. Uh, It's been that way for the Anaheim Ducks. So for me, I'm going to go wild in regulation. Obviously, you don't want to lay minus 170 now. You want to get a better price on this. Uh, That's exactly what I'm going to be taking here, and this is Minnesota uh, in regulation. And a smaller bet on the over, smaller bet. It's just when you see a a 5.5 with Minnesota at home, it's not something I'm going to pass up with just how much of a strong home uh, track record they've had to the over. I'll mention it again because we've definitely said it a bunch of times here on the Ice Guys this year. The Minnesota Wild 12-3 and to the over this year uh, on home ice. Uh, that is definitely a strong track record. So 12-3 and to the over this year for Minnesota at home. I think that's got a good chance to uh, continue here tonight. Uh, against Anaheim, uh, and uh, we'll go over five and a half here, around minus 115 with that, and also Minnesota in regulation. Uh, the c- price on that you can get is around uh, minus 130 uh, with Minnesota uh, in regulation tonight against uh, Anaheim. All right, third and final game on this Friday slate, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, and this is now in the territory of being, I would say, in all my years at betting NHL hockey, I think I can safely say this might be the biggest favorite I've ever seen. It, it didn't necessarily start that way because Colorado opened minus 450 uh, in this game. But now we're seeing the Colorado Avalanche up to minus 600, minus 625, and I'm now seeing minus 650 at DraftKings 
of course, our great sponsors and partners here with the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. Yeah, minus 650 in some spots with the Colorado Avalanche here in this game. Massive number. Uh, the total six and a half here in this game shaded to the over. Um, going to be interesting here What's how this game transpires. We don't yet know who's going to be in net for Arizona. I'm actually hoping that it's, uh, for, from a total standpoint, I'm hoping it's Corral Vimelka uh, for the Arizona Coyotes, even though he played outstanding against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the stunning 2-1 to victory on Wednesday night over the Leafs. He was brilliant in that game. 46 shots faced, 45 saves, only gave up the one goal to Austin Matthews, which was just a bullet shot from just inside the blue line, top corner. There was really no way Vimelka, or any goalie for that matter, uh, was going to make that save. Um, I definitely think that's a situation where if he's in net tonight, we've already seen evidence for a young goalie where consistency is still a bit uh, of a struggle for him. We have seen evidence where, you know, he has not been able to keep going the next game and play as well. We remember what he did remember against the win against the Winnipeg Jets earlier this year. He shut them out in Winnipeg, a one nothing win for Arizona, and he got lit up the very next start he had in net. So uh, he is absolutely going to be uh, someone that I don't necessarily uh, trust here. I think it, we do have a goalie confirmation actually now for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I just want to verify that. Some sites have reported it. Yeah, we've got uh, Ivan uh, Pros- Prosvitov here in net for the um, Coyotes, confirmed tonight uh, for them uh, in net. And, of course, we already know it's going to be Pavel Francois uh, here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he will be in net tonight for them. Of course, the 5-4 game, you know, against Nashville, uh, Darcy Kemper was in net that night, gave up five goals on 32 shots. So is this is this a goalie competition now? It was the number one job, uh, you know, at stake here all of a sudden for the uh, Colorado Af- or for the Colorado Avalanche? Because, look, uh, Darcy Kemper's healthy. He's good to go for this game. But, again, they play tomorrow night in Arizona as well. So it could just be because it's back-to-back. We've got, we're going to start Francois in one of the games, and Jared Bednar just says, hey, we're going to uh, end up starting him here tonight and probably go with Kemper tomorrow night in Arizona. And I guess they figure, too, you know, Kemper's return to Arizona, you know, give him that start for the time that he played uh, with the Coyotes previously toward before joining Colorado. So that's probably why I cart Kemper's still the number one guy. They're not going to change that. Uh, Francois will be in tonight uh, for the uh, avalanche. I'm on the over for better or worse. Um, I know that last night was a massive undernight, and I know we're probably going to start to see more unders. Um, but I said with the Colorado Nashville game, I said it with the Colorado Toronto game, until we see sevens with Colorado, I'm betting their games over every game as long as I keep winning, and I'm and I'm winning with these. We have won with Colorado over the total consistently, game in and game out. Look at all these recent games. Colorado-Chicago, 4-3 over the total. 7-1 against Winnipeg. That game went over the total. 5-4 against Toronto. That game went over the total. 4-3, Colorado beat Seattle. That game went over the total. Of course, 5-4 for Nashville. Uh, on Tuesday night, that game went over the total. Yeah, and I was on every single one of those overs, and I said it on Tuesday against Nashville. That's the show where I said it. You know, 
we're going to keep taking Colorado games over the total as long as the total sits below seven. If we keep getting six or six and a half with this team, we are absolutely going to keep taking it because it keeps on cashing in right now. And it hasn't mattered that they've been in without uh, Gabe Landeskog as well uh, for the last few games. It hasn't mattered that Bowen Byram's now uh, on the injury report as well. They have still been in these very fast-paced games. They have managed to score four goals or more, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, in you know, I think five, six straight games uh, coming into tonight. But at the same point in time, they're giving up goals as well. You know, they're not keeping clean sheets at the moment. Uh, the Avalanche, they gave up three in the in the win against Chicago. They gave up four to Toronto. They gave up three to the Seattle Kraken. And, and of course, they give up five in the loss to Nashville uh, in their last game. So uh, they are definitely a, a team that's just trending over the total right now. And until that changes, it's hard to... Um, Hard to argue with that the overs cashed in four straight head-to-head meetings between the Coyotes uh, and the Avalanche. Uh, we've seen and the final scores have been 5-1, 5-4, 9-3, 4-2. Excuse me, but we have seen the series history uh, trend to the over as well uh, between these two teams. And you talk about <clears throat> goaltending that we don't necessarily trust here. For uh, Arizona, I mean, Ivan Prosvetov just hasn't seen very much action uh, this year uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and, you know, you're de- I'm definitely concerned about how sharp he's going to be. When's the last time he got into a hockey game? It has been forever, you know, since we've seen him uh, in net for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And Hutton's on IR. Scott Wedgwood is apparently still unavailable. And that's why all of a sudden we've seen uh, Prosvetov called up here uh, to the Arizona Coyotes and getting this unexpected start here tonight uh, against Colorado. And we got to be honest with ourselves too. The Arizona Coyotes kind of playing with uh, hockey roulette, if you will, in that game against Toronto. Yeah, they won two to one. Yes, Toronto only scored a goal, but they had 46 shots uh, on goal uh, in that game. Uh, let me uh, see what the, uh, it, what the, um, <clears throat> Uh, expected goals margin was uh, in that game uh, between the uh, Coyotes and the uh, Leafs the other night. I'm sure it was ugly. Uh, Let me just see. Yes, 3.24 expected goals for for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah, they only scored one, uh, but they should have scored a bunch more. 12 high danger scoring chances, 12 for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in that game uh, generated against the Arizona Coyotes. The bottom line is, you know, if Arizona is going to yield 3.24 expected goals rate to their opponent again tonight, which they're more than capable of doing against Colorado, every bit as potent as Toronto, if not more, and they're going to allow 12 high danger scoring chances uh, in tonight's game like they did against Toronto. Yeah, I'll take the over that they're giving up more than one goal, especially with Ivan Prosvetov in net tonight uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So uh, I'm going to go back to the well. It keeps on cashing. Uh, eventually we're going to lose one of these. Eventually it's one of these is going to go under, but uh, until that happens, we're going back to the well. Once again, Colorado game over the total. I'm on Arizona, Colorado here over six and a half minus 120 uh, currently. There we go. Uh, yeah. Arizona, Colorado over six and a half minus 120 at DraftKings currently. Uh, that's the price and the number you can find with the uh, total in this game. Some people in our chat like in Arizona plus the price. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, there's no way there's any value with Colorado here. 
You know, you're talking minus 650. To put that in perspective, the puck line, all right, minus one and a half goals with Colorado on the puck line is minus 250 uh, in this game. Uh, absolutely, absolutely insane. I don't think I've ever seen, you know, a minus one and a half puck line at minus 250. You know, and that's what we have here uh, in this game tonight. You could take Arizona in this game on the alternative puck line. You can get even money at plus two and a half with the Arizona Coyotes. And even for Colorado, minus two and a half goals is minus 130. So that is why it is almost, for me at least, impossible, you know, to find any sort of value with Colorado. Um, other than maybe <clears throat> because they lost the um, last game against Nashville, that for that reason, they may not take Arizona lightly tonight. And I, I still say if Arizona faces a team that doesn't look past them, they're probably in trouble. You could go with Colorado minus a half, minus 125 in the first period. That is an option for you uh, here in this game. Um, but that's the only, only bet that I would even consider. And that's the only bet I mildly like in this game is that one. Uh, Colorado minus a half, minus 125 in the first period. And even then, you're laying a buck 25, and they've got to be up after the first period. So to me, I'm just staying off the side entirely. I think Colorado will do their thing, get at least four goals. And probably a reasonable chance we can get some contributions to the off to the scoring tonight from Arizona uh, in this spot here tonight against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So uh, over six and a half minus one twenty for me with Arizona and Colorado. All right, that is the Friday NHL card. We appreciate everybody joining us. Before we get to uh, best bets to uh, wrap up the show, of course, want to mention DraftKings Sportsbook, great partners here at the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network, and what a great offer they've got. For this weekend, for NFL wildcard weekend, and a great one to take advantage of for new customers. Again, the NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking it off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. You bet just $5 to, on that team and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. Wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. All right. Best bets for the uh, Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, again, I'm not a great day overall for me yesterday on the betting board uh, in the NHL. But to get out of the, uh, what was largely a poor day with a push with the best bet on that Columbus-Carolina over, uh, I will take that for sure uh, tonight or last night. Uh, and we'll see if we can uh, get in the win column with best bet tonight. Uh, 
I'm going to go with that. what we just talked about. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, over 6.5, minus 120. The Avalanche have been going over in every recent game. The totals have not been adjusted. Uh, I don't trust Arizona defensively or their goaltending. I was hoping it would be Vimelka again. It's not going to be. It's going to be Prosvitov instead tonight uh, for the uh, Coyotes, uh, who, by the way, I should point out, and I didn't mention this in the analysis of that game, so I'm going to mention it now before I forget. Uh, Prosvitov's numbers this year, he has one start in the NHL. He has a 5.0 goals against average and an 821 save percentage. That's his NHL numbers. Now, again, very, very small sample size for Prosvitov, the Arizona goalie tonight in NHL action. But five goals against average, 820 save percentage, 821 save percentage. That's pretty damn rough uh, right there uh, for him tonight. So I think Colorado gets at least four. And I think Arizona will find some offense as well. Because look, Colorado has not been shutting it down lately. They have not been doing that. You look at Colorado, they have given up a total of 11 goals to the opponent. Uh, in or actually, they've given up 12 goals, I should say, uh, to the opponent uh, in the last three games. That's an average of four goals per game allowed. Uh, I think we end up seeing that game go over the total. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, over six and a half, minus 120 for my best bet. I do want to pass along Alex B. Smith's not on the show today. He'll probably be back tomorrow. He likes the first period over. His only play today, first period over with Anaheim and Minnesota. Uh, so that's Anaheim, Minnesota, over one and a half, minus 110 to minus 115 is the price with that uh, in the first period. So Ducks, Wild, uh, over one and a half in the first period uh, for Alex B. Smith uh, on this Friday slate. Uh, so there you go. And that's the, a wrap for the Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Make sure you join us tomorrow. I'll be uh, have some of the crew members alongside. And we have a huge Saturday slate tomorrow to break down. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. We have uh, a grand total of uh, 13 NHL games tomorrow uh, on Saturday. And keep in mind, there are three games that have been postponed for the Saturday slate. And we still have 13 games uh, on tap, even with the three games that have been postponed. So it is a huge Saturday uh, NHL card. And we're looking forward to breaking it all down. 13 games coming up uh, on Saturday. Join us noon Eastern our weekend start time, noon Eastern uh, on Saturday, and we'll break down the math and analyze the massive Saturday card right here on the Ice Guys. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. We will be starting BetCasts following the Super Bowl. We don't know the exact dates yet, but we will be starting BetCasts, likely one every week uh, for the rest of the season, regular season and playoffs. We'll probably in the playoffs have a couple a week, uh, and even maybe late in the regular season after March Madness, we'll do a couple a week as well. But have no fear, BetCasts are about to be here and back again. So we're looking forward to that again immediately after the Super Bowl weekend, probably the week, you know, that week right after Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to have our first Ice Guys bet cast of the season. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to getting those going again, having some fun, bringing on all of you guys that watch and listen to the show, bringing on some special guests. We've got lots planned, certainly for the Ice Guys bet cast. So uh, excited for that. And yes, the plan is once a week. 
uh, after Super Bowl weekend for the rest of the season with Ice Guys BetCast. So we're excited for that and looking forward uh, to the BetCasts coming back here on the Ice Guys. Great stuff. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.